Welcome to Vision Drip, a podcast designed to give you a steady drip of our vision, mission, and DNA to establish and refine the gospel culture at Sacred City Church. I'm your host, Pastor Sam Schmidt, church planter and pastor of Sacred City Church in Moline, Illinois. I am so excited to have you with me as I hope this podcast helps to equip you as a disciple of Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life as we set out to make disciples, plant churches, and renew the city. Not only do I hope that this podcast helps you grow, but it would grow your affections for Jesus. So let's dive into this episode of Sacred City Vision Drip. I'm coming back in. This is kind of a bonus bonus episode. Usually I stick to one episode a week, but I, I got thinking. Um, based on what I shared, those 10, 10 things, um, 10, I forget what I even call them, to be honest, 10 things that you got to do if you're going to be building a godly home. Um, and I, I was thinking about that, and I still stand by all those. And I think I had an idea that one other one, worship. Oh, yeah, I would have totally, if I go back... Uh, and redid that. I would I would um, include family worship and also corporate uh, congregational worship being a piece of that too. So that's that's number eleven, um, big piece. Um, but I got to thinking that if if there's somebody listening out there that has a desire to build a godly home, uh, a godly legacy. And maybe they're not doing any of those things. Maybe they're doing one or two of those things, but it's not necessarily like you're putting your back into it. It's not very intentional. It's just sort of kind of like, yeah, well, it kind of happens. Um, and you really got the the uh, the desire to go at it hard, you know, to, to go for it. Um, I think it'd be easy to to try to bite off more than you can chew at once, um, to, to get discouraged, to, to go for all 10 at once and get discouraged. Uh, when it's difficult, right? You're trying to have family prayer time and teach your kids to pray, and it's just like a circus just rolled into town or something. And you, nobody's, it's like everybody's acting goofy. And, you know, I've been there, done that. So I, I know that trying to do a lot of that at once can be uh, a little bit discouraging or frustrating because you just want it, you know, in your minds, you got this, this nice, orderly, um, family devotional time that all of the children are well behaved and attentive and there is no bickering or throwing food across the table or anything like that. But of course we live in the real world with real kids who are, uh, still, uh, a bit wryly and can be, uh, undisciplined and lack self-control at times. And it seems like the worst comes out in this family devotional setting. Um, and so I wanted to give some sort of like, um, you know, here, here's a here's a great way to go at this if you're going to take this on, uh, which I do hope that you are thinking about doing that. Um, and because it is the season of Advent, and granted the last discussion that we had of, of building the godly legacy, I would just want to encourage you to lean into the Advent season and, and use this as a... Um, uh, a time to start new tradition, to start new rhythms in your family of family worship, family discipleship, um, and, and being intentional about it. Uh, I think Advent, there's so, there's, I bet there's more Advent devotionals available, family devotionals available than there are any other kind of devotionals. And so it's just a great, easy thing to do. We also have 
a bunch of, of the ones that we like um, available in our bookstore. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about a couple of those that, that I think are really good um, in the family setting that, that I, I would just highly recommend um, creating a, a rhythm this Advent. Now, I, I say that it, we're, it's Wednesday while I'm recording this, um, so we're already a few days into Advent, but um, most Advent curricula or devotionals technically don't start till December 1st. So if you're hearing this on December 1, uh, today's the day to start. You're not behind if you start today. So um, now I wanted to talk a little bit about like the expectations and what this kind of thing looks like if you're going to start going at this family worship time or family devotional time for Advent um, to sort of help you manage expectations and uh, kind of uh, determine your best approach to this. Um, in fact, this is something that we in our household we we've just we've just kind of changed. Um, it's sort of evolved a little bit more. So um, as the kids get older, they're able to sit longer and comprehend more. And so um, last year, what we did, I forget what the name of it is off the top of my head, but we sell them. It's a giant book at the bookstore. Um, and it, it, uh, you open it up and it's like this pop-up tree, Christmas tree, evergreen tree, uh, comes up and then it, it's an advent, uh, calendar type devotional where each day you, you open up a little flap and then there's an ornament to hang on the tree. It's really a, a cool, um, thing. Um, and so we, we've done that. And the reason that we did that is because the, the actual devotional piece is pretty short. So what we would do is we get the family together in the living room. We would um, light the Advent candle, and usually there's always some sort of arm wrestling match about who gets to light the candle. So work out a system in advance if you got multiple kids. Um, I'll say that from experience. It helps. Work out your system. You get that candle lit. You sit down. You get everybody at a relatively, um, you know, attentive, relatively attentive position. Uh, and then you spend time, you read, you say a prayer, and then what we would always do is we would sing um, at least one Christmas hymn. And I'd either go to the piano and kind of clunk it out there, um, or we would sing it a cappella, or sometimes we'd just open up our, our iTunes or whatever, and we would uh, find a song and sing along to that. And song, as always, has been, been part of our Advent devotional rhythms. Um, and so this year, as our kids are older, our two oldest are six, and it will be six and eight. And, um, and so we were able to kind of step it up a little bit. And so our family devotional time um, still has the candle element. There's still all kinds of arguing about who gets to light it. So that will probably never change. Um, and then we're doing a devotional this year that is really more geared towards the older kids. Um, and so we, there's a scripture reading that goes along with that. We read the scripture. I kind of ask the kids to think about it and and uh, wrestle with some of the ideas. What would you hear it saying? What does the word say? Um, and, and, you know, ask them things of that nature. Then there's the devotional piece. We'll talk through that. And there's typically some questions and reflection um, that goes in with that. Uh, and then we will say a prayer and um, usually kind of geared toward what we just learned about. We pray for, um, I'm trying to think of, of uh, last, last night's was um, from Second Peter chapter 3 where um, Peter speaks about God not being 
um, slow as some people might think, but he's patient, talking about the patience of God. And so uh, the reason why God is patient is so that many would come and repent and come back to the Father. And so we, we you know, usually pray a prayer that's in line with the theme of that evening and waiting, fits with Advent. And so um, we say a prayer, and then we sing a couple of, of Advent or Christmas hymns. Um, to kind of cap it off. And so we have a, a balance there. It's our own, it's kind of like our own family worship time. And it, it really takes very little preparation on my part. Uh, it takes a lot of intentionality and in sort of following through with that. So what, what, what our rhythm this year is, we, we eat dinner together as a family. And while we work hard to guard those family meals, um, we don't add a lot of extra things to our life that, that would jeopardize those um, but of course, at, there are times where I've got to work or Becca has meetings or something with uh, Fight Club ladies or whatever it might be where um, the family meal isn't always the case. But the nights that we do eat, we make every effort to have a family devotional. And so um, we eat, we clear the table, we let the kids kind of... Um, you know, do their thing and reset for a few minutes and call them back to the table and then, and then do our whole Advent thing. So that's what it looks like for us. And I anticipate as our kids get older, um, we will continue to kind of graduate the, the content, um, to, to fit them a little bit better as they age up and, um, and spur on more discussion, um, with, within our family. And so I just wanted to, to give you an idea of what that looks like. And, and maybe you've got some ideas too that, that I'd love to hear and share them with us and I can pass them along to the rest of our church family um, because this really is something that is important. And the season of Advent is such an incredible on-ramp to, to start these rhythms. So not only do you do this through Advent, um, but you create this, this nightly rhythm in your family of, of devotional time and, and, We've always done some kind of family devotionals, family Bible reading um, in our house. Every um, It used to be that every night we would read um, the Jesus Storybook Bible, or we've burned through that like seven or eight times, so we would kind of find new children's Bibles. I think um, Kevin DeYoung just wrote a, uh, just came out within the last year that, that we just finished recently. Um, that kids really enjoyed. Um, so we'd read that Bible story. We would uh, do our prayer time, and we always start with evidences of grace or what are you thankful for, trying to cultivate a, a posture of gratitude in our children's lives. Um, and also helps me because I tend to, to get stuck in the things that aren't good or aren't right. And so gratitude is just as corrective for me and, and reorienting for me as it is for my grumpy kids sometimes. Um, and then we do that. And then, uh, it used to be that I would pray for our family or, or Becca would pray, um, and sort of do a bit of a t- thinking of it more in terms of like a, a priestly prayer in the sense of, um, not just like a, you know, a, a rote, um, good night prayer, um, but actually praying for the prayer requests, the needs that we know of, our church family, our missional community family, giving thanks to God for what we have, praying for our kids um, and their hearts and their lives um, and their futures and their future spouses and all of those things. Uh, and we've had that prayer time. Uh, and, then you, and then we would say the Lord's Prayer together and then... Uh, the, uh, we would sing the doxology. And so that, that was, I mean, really from very, very early on, that's just been sort of our good night, um, rhythm. That's, that's how we wind down for bedtime. And we continue to do many of those things, but as kids get older, there's a need to, to be more intentional about 
that discipleship time. And so for us, I mean, it's even changing in our household this season uh, of that, that intentionality. And so maybe that's the case for you. Maybe, maybe you are at a point where um, it's a good time to change up, to add a little bit more to what you're doing with your devotional time. Um, maybe it's catechism. Our kids, um, go to a Christian school where they, they work on catechism, um, in the classroom, which, uh, is incredible to, to be able to have that as a parent, that that stuff is going on in the classroom. Um, and we sacrifice and we, we work hard to be able to provide that for our children. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, but it does make it easy on our end as parents when it comes to, um, we, we are, a, a um, we are accompanying what's going on in their um, their learning, their their catechism in the the classroom, and so um, that doesn't for us that that's not as huge of a deal. Um, but it is a huge. I mean, it's a huge deal, but it doesn't fall just on us um, to do all of this memorization and scripture stuff. Our kids are getting exposed to that and um, throughout the school day, and so that that's really great. And and so I would encourage you um, if if your kids aren't doing catechism, you you ought to. The New City Catechism is a great place to start. Um, or the Westminster Shorter Catechism is is another place that that would be good, um, and I I do have um, I have some materials available that if if that's something you want to get going, I can get you connected to those things too. This is all part of building this this discipleship culture in your home, right? That's that's geared towards developing a, a godly. Um, legacy. So I just want to take this opportunity to jump on say, hey, here's a great time. Here's a moment in time that it just sort of lends itself to starting new rhythms, to creating new traditions, um, and and being more intentional about what goes on in the home as far as discipleship goes. Um, and so I want to give you my encouragement to do so. Again, check out the bookstore if you've got, uh, if you're looking for some materials. Most of the Advent curriculum, like I said, it starts December 1, so you're really not that far behind if you get started even even this coming week, but I, I just really want to encourage you to go for it and then stick with it um, as the Advent season winds down and we move into the new year. Um, just stick with those rhythms, and and I really do think that um, what you, what you'll see in your your kids, what you'll see in in your family life, is just this more centered. Um, you're just centered on Christ. You're centered on on God and His Word um, as you give yourselves together to this thing, and then also ex- express this to your kids that this is important. This is an important part of what it means to be part of this family. It's, it's sort of a non-negotiable part. Um, and so I think that helps to, to solidify, to reinforce that, that church isn't just something that we do on Sunday or, or this God stuff isn't just what we do on Sunday, but this is like an all of life thing. And again, shaping, shaping their whole lives. So that's my encouragement for you. I hope you run with it. Go for it. Let me know if you got other ideas of what you're doing in your family. I'd love to, to hear what that's going on. And maybe, maybe we can implement that stuff in our family as well. So so give it some thought. Let me know. And uh, I, I wish you the best here as the Advent season is underway and uh, your dinner table would be full of song and prayer and scripture and devotion to the Lord. <laughs>